Welcome to Coles on the Coast, the podcast where we talk about riding the waves of sustainability, preparedness, and living the small homestead life. I'm Charlie. And I'm Jessica. And today we're going to talk about the homestead happenings, basically what's been going on recently um, around the homestead in our lives, you know, whatever. Just basic, a basic update instead of a theme this week. <laughs> it is a theme, though. I guess it's not a to- it's not a it's not a specific topic. It'll be several different topics. So first of all, chickens. Yeah, we had a couple chickens die. Um, what happened? Jessica accidentally squished a chicken with the waterer one day. That was a sad day. It was a very sad day. I, I got a phone call sad. at work that one of the chickens went missing and that she found it underneath the waterer after it spilled all the water into the um, <laughs> brooder box. So that was a few weeks ago. So basically she took the waterer out to fill it back up and when she put it back in, apparently one of them got pinned underneath. And so because the waterer was unlevel, it just continued to funnel out water. And she walked back out to give them some feed and realized that they were walking in a pool and then took the waterer back out to fix it and realized the chicken was underneath it. Yeah, that was a very sad morning. And not only that, of course, it was a morning I had to go play at our church. So I had to, like, rush to get... (laughs) I don't remember what I... I guess I took all the chips out. I don't remember. But it was a very fast reset of the brooder that day. (laughs) There was a lot going on. But we, we survived it. And then just yesterday, I walked... Yes, day before yesterday? I guess, yeah, day before yesterday. So Friday I, evening. Yeah, I walked out to the chicken coop just to check on them, and I saw one of our little chicks, little shiny, as Adelaide and JoJo called it, was sitting outside of the chicken condo and, you know, had kind of been mutilated by the big chickens, unfortunately. So, now, the, now, that's not the worst thing that could have happened because this chicken is nearly six, seven weeks old and still didn't have all of his feathers. Yeah. And like, it was the smallest one. It was the runt. I mean, it looked healthy other than those two things. It's not like it looked pitiful or anything otherwise. So, but, oh well. We figured at some point something would happen with him and it did. I think it was a rooster. Well, it may have been. Yeah, it probably was, but there's no way of really telling until they grow up. You can get an idea, but that doesn't really mean that that is what they are. Our other chickens are hanging out, being normal. They're the ones in the coop, in the pen, I should say. The big chickens, they're mad at us still because we're not letting them out of the pen. But they have to get over it because they were eating our garden up. That's part of what we're going to... We're going to, at least, we're going to get another pen at least so that we can separate them and at least give them a little bit more room, maybe join them together and have a trap door in the middle. And then we got, we still got to work on our waterers and stuff. Yeah, that's our ongoing projects. And by saying working on the waterers, we want to make it more automatic or a semi-automatic watering system and food system so we don't have to go out there each morning and bring food and eat have to a little less movement in order to get the water in so right now we have to take the water hose in there and refill the watering bucket and I don't like the one that we use for the big chickens while I don't have to fill it every day 
it it's rusted. It was galvanized and all the zinc's worn off, and so now it rusts on the inside. So the the chickens get a, a good iron supplement. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that at all. But, but yeah, we'll, we'll be working on that. We've That's... got a we've got watering cups hooked to the pump, but there's so much pressure in it that it keeps them from being activated easily, and I don't want to lower the pressure in my pump because then I wouldn't have enough water pressure to use my hoses and stuff in the yard. Right. So we're going to try to circumvent that. I've got an idea, and we'll probably we'll take pictures of what we do, and then hopefully it works. Like I want it. That'll be what we go work on after this, probably. So that's our, our new workings and about the whole pin and stuff. My idea is to have the two cage pins for the different chickens so we can separate as needed and then have build like a big run between the two that you kind of like you'd have a door into this middle section that we can let the chickens into during the week or even intermittently so that they're not all together just depending on what's going on at the time and then the chickens have their individual pins that are a little bit more secure for either when we're gone during the day or at in the evenings or whatnot so that that'll be our newest projects we're working on with the chickens what's our update on our worms charlie well they're fine <laughs> they've apparently grown in number we opened it up the other day and pulled out a banana peel and there were seemed like hundreds of red wigglers little tiny microscopic ones underneath the banana peels so now the kids are wanting to go get um they want to go fish yep. so we have to arrange a fishing trip and take some of our homegrown bait we have my grandparents have a pond and they're at their house so that's what they want to do they want to go over there and take some some worms to go fishing so that's one of our plans now, I don't know about the night crawlers because they're deep in that bucket and really they've been neglected. But What we'll do you see. mean by that? Well, so with night crawlers, you want to get food midway because they're not necessarily going to come all the way up to the surface. Oh. But I guess they have because Joseph saw one the other day. So I guess. I, I don't know. <laughs> I didn't want to dig all of them out. So, for the big one. is the plan to build them, like, a worm table eventually, or? Yeah, eventually. Okay. How deep does a worm table have to be? Because I feel like my grandfather's was, like, six inches. Yeah, that's about it. Okay. Well, it depends on which worms you have. Nightcrawlers need more. Red wigglers need less. Okay. Is that why people sometimes, usually do, like, the buckets with the mesh underneath to let the worm castings fall through? Yeah. Okay, that probably would be easier then. But what, like, where you want to take your worms to? Take them where? Like, what are we growing them for? Oh, I just want to see if I could grow them. <laughs> I mean, maybe eventually sell the worms, because it's hard to find any gas station around here that actually sells worms. Nobody advertises it. And, like, in Greenville, when I was a kid, you could go into any gas station and find a bucket of worms, like a little container. But the only place that I've been able to find them is at, um, like, PetSmart in the 
Yeah. The lizard feeding section. None of the ga- I've driven the gas stations and gone inside and looked and have not found any worms anywhere. Now there are bait shops around here. I I, I guess I should go to a bait shop, but they're all down in Gulf Shores. Yeah, they're predominantly where they're at. But okay. I don't know. So well, and they they compost too, right? So that's kind yeah. of the thing is you put your scraps in there, and instead of it being where they con. It takes as long as it does. It's a lot quicker to compost. Mm. So then you have super fertile soil. And you can put the worms in your soil. So then they're helping aerate it. And especially with like these hammerhead worms. These invasive things. Yeah. You want to keep your population up. So at least you can try to fight that population. Okay. So you put them in the garden then when you're Uh done with them? Like as you get a bunch? Yeah. Okay. So, as for our family, uh, we have another Slidell trip coming up very soon. We might actually have to post one of our podcasts remotely in the next week or so. And hopefully, I'll only have one more trip to Slidell for teeth work after that, but we'll probably put it off for a little bit. Um, I have been able, I finished all my matin services for the. Linton season, so I'm done with my gigs for now. I don't have any upcoming ones, but that kept me super busy for the past couple months. Um, our oldest daughter has been working on her letters and stuff, and and so has Joe. So they've both been working on, you know, just normal stuff, mostly unschooling. But they have a new app on their tablet called ABC Mouse, and they've enjoyed playing with that. Even though I still have to, like, make them do it for a little bit at the beginning. Because they just want to watch videos all day. So, we we do do tablets at our house. We try to limit it. So, I don't allow them to do more than two, two and a half hours depending on the day. But, I don't know. There are some days that they forget about them and they don't touch them at all. So, that's good. That's my preferred days. But, there are days that we need them. To be helpful getting them out of our way. Anyway, we had our first ER trip recently <laughs> with our youngest son. Probably unwarranted, but yeah, it was. We probably didn't have to take him. Well, they didn't do anything to him, so yeah. <laughs> but when you, so basically, he broke his. We we're assuming he broke his nose because he smacked the, the center of his nose on the footboard of his sister's bed. And, oh man, you should, it was so swollen. So swollen. Swollen up into his forehead. But, so we, Jessica took him to the hospital. And they were worried as to whether or not he had a concussion. And we're like, no, he doesn't have a concussion. He fell face first. Unless he had hit his, you know. Anyway, they didn't do anything to him. They just sent us back home. They didn't even give him a band-aid. Nope. And then, just this morning, Joe had a accident during church. Yeah, he fell down at church and hit his head on the pew and cut a little, cut it a little bit, cut his scalp a little bit. I had to use some liquid skin and glue that back together. And where did that come from? My universal accessory kit. So, <laughs> one of the things we've talked about already has come in handy since we talked about it last. Actually, I think we've used it a couple times since. There was something else we used it for the other day. 
I don't remember. Anyway, um, our youngest daughter, she's nine months. She's standing up and she's walking while she's holding on to different things. Usually her baby gate, maybe the couch. So I'm sure we have walking some sometime soon in our future. Not looking forward to it at all. I'm just, I wish she'd just crawl. But that's where we're at with the family. So next up, <laughs> we've had a bunch of car work done. We had what? the we had the van. <laughs> the minivan has been out of commission for a while. We were we were certain that the transmission was going to have to be rebuilt. Um, we had had we had been driving it and it had this weird grinding noise, and we more like a squeak. Yeah, less grind, more like a a squeak sound, but. We took it to the, it still made the sound later on, but we took it to the transmission shop and they changed the pressure sensor out and it's driven much better since. So we're just going to drive it till it, it finally dies. Yeah. It's a lot better gas mileage than the bus. Yeah, like 16 compared to 10 miles to the gallon, so. Right. And it's easier to park. I haven't, haven't well. backed into anybody again. <laughs> I had a small mishap in the bus where I had, there was a big truck parked behind me when I was leaving the park in Gulf Shores and I actually barely scratched the vehicle behind me. I thought I did a big one, but apparently that had been there already. That was from a previous person backing into him, but it scared me to death. But yeah, so got the bus, the van working again and... Then Charlie's car decided to start acting up. The AC compressor died on it. It locked up on me on the way to work one morning. And the the cooling fan doesn't work when it comes on. When it, For some reason, the computer doesn't communicate the actual temperature. And I've looked at the temperature sensors and I can't figure out if they're... I replaced one, I didn't replace the other... I should probably replace the other one to see if it's actually that. But um, it doesn't tell you what the actual temperature is, and so the fans don't know to come on when it gets hot. So I can't drive it for a long period of time because if it runs hot and it blows head gasket, then that's the end of that. Right. And he's using this car as his vehicle to go back and forth to Mobile every day. And... The air conditioner is like $1,600 to repair, which I don't have the money at the moment to do. So I'm like, all right, I can postpone that as long as we can get the fans working. And so we took it to the shop, and they said, yeah, we can get it working. And they told me it was a fan switch, and I let it sit out in the yard and run and run and run, and it never came on until I pushed the AC button, and it turns out they had just unplugged the compressor. <laughs> so, I mean... I paid them $248. Like I said, they fixed an oil leak too, and they changed the oil, but it's like $120 worth of work that they did that they didn't actually fix with the work they did. But I don't know if they realized that they didn't do it. <laughs> but I'm not, that's, whatever. Yeah, it is. 
It is what it is, I guess. So we, we currently have three working vehicles, to some degree. Oh, they all work. They, they all, all work. work well enough. Got a door to go on the back of the van. We still got to install it. The bus. Yeah, that, that whatever. <laughs> Bessie the bus. She's going to have a new back door that will be able to lock and open, hopefully. Maybe, maybe that should be what we do instead of working on the chicken coop first. Oh, that would be a good idea. I don't know. They both need to get done. I guess we should pick pretty soon. <laughs> get something accomplished and done. But that's the cars. Um, as for the house, the back porch seriously needs to be redone. We have a screened-in back porch, which was one of my desires for a house if we were to buy a house. And I love my back porch. Well, my children, one specifically being Casper, our youngest son, he decided that it would be fun to take the fire poker that Charlie uses for the smoker outside and hit the screen and not only it, that wasn't the only thing we had other screens that needed to be replaced too so well it's fiberglass screen or the polyester screen whatever it's whatever it is and it's all started to dry rot because it's been there for the last who knows how long right and it just needs to be replaced yeah it'd be nice to do metal screen well that's what i was using but I replaced that one section because it came loose, but we really need to take all the all the little board strips off and redo the whole thing and do it long ways instead of, or do it where we've got a short section on top and a shorter section on bottom. Oh, like thirds? Yeah, run it down to from the top to the seam, and so it's one long continuous thing rather than it being along every two oh. joists or whatever hmm. give it more stability long ways because that's what it's doing is popping out of this it's yeah it's going in so i don't know we'll have to reevaluate once we take all of it off well they make a a thicker met or it's not metal is it it's something else they make one that doesn't rust like the metal ones do no but well, yeah that's the polyester kind okay I mean, that's fine too, but... I don't know. My desire is to take all the screen off, paint all of the boards, give it a fresh coat of paint, then replace the screen and make the bottom. We have the bottom section. It's maybe two and a half or three feet off the ground. Probably three feet off the ground is the first section where it's got the boards mm -hmm. and it's stapled. I want to make that solid because right now it's... It's a pretty sight line to have, like, be able to see all the way to the ground and into my little garden outside the, little, the back porch. But the problem is all the leaves come in from the door and from under the screens where it breaks loose. Well, you'll still have them coming the in dirt. from the door, though. The thing. It will come through the door, but we can add... Um, but it's really the dirt when the rain hits the yes. ground and the... Because the, when you got driving rain, it just goes right in that bottom section and it picks dirt up and tosses it right into the right onto the porch. Right. So I really want to make that bottom section solid either with a vinyl or wood or that what's that polywood that they use on the outside of houses one of those materials just to to keep that from happening with all the dirt. I think it'd be a lot better and it'd keep the chickens out more. 
the other day our rogue chicken bruisey kept getting into our back porch. I think we had moved the bucket on the other end of the screen. I had so we have like a garbage can sitting in front of one side of the screen, and I had a bucket pushed against the other because it's broken. Because it's broken, <laughs> but when she figures out that there's nothing there, she slithers down into the screen, into the back porch. Well, apparently, I don't know if it was the night before or that morning, she decides to come inside the porch and we had the bag of pine shavings for the chicks on the back porch and she gets up inside the bag of the shavings and that's where she was hanging out that morning when I went to do something in the refrigerator outside on the back porch and I just thought that was hilarious. We did, I did post some stuff on social media about that, but it, she's a funny chicken. That was that was humorous. Anyway, the things that happen while you're at work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, the biggest news, I guess, is our garden. What's been going on with that? I mean, still not a whole bunch, but a little bit. We've got my little garden outside the back porch. has got some beautiful nasturtiums going. A couple other little greens, but Bruzy kind of got some of that. I don't remember the name. The purslane. The purslane. Yeah. The salad burnet. Whatever the, it's called. She kind of got into some of that. But my nasturtiums look great. And our asparagus, our asparagus looks good. It's ferny. Yeah, we need to cut the ferns off and let it grow again. Yeah. So it, that, that'll that be ready to harvest next year, I guess. Well, we if we cut the ferns off, it'll start sprouting back up. Okay. And then uh, our... It should cabbage over by the chicken coops looks really good and our onions look really good except for that one cabbage yeah we had that one cabbage do something weird one cabbage just kind of like died and wilted away it's it's it it must have gotten a a pest on it or something ate its roots that happens but the other ones look fine well and then um all of our starts that we had done we probably got let them get a little bit too big (laughs) So we had to replant them in a, a larger container, and they're all doing great now. Our tomatoes are looking fantastic. They're pretty big. Yeah. So those were our peppers, our tomatoes, cucumbers. What else? Oh, no, the cucumbers were recent. Yeah, we just planted the cucumbers. So we just planted cucumbers, our gourds, our melon plants. So we've got some weird stuff that we're trying, like, Snake beans. Is that what they're called? Yeah. Chinese snake bean or Indian python bean. They're basically the same. And then we got wax melon. And trombuchino squash. And... I can't think right this minute what we actually planted. <laughs> That's why I had it all in a baggie ready to go out because I wouldn't have remembered. But it, it's some. We planted another. Oh, running okra. Mm hmm. Which is a gourd. It's basically a loofah that you can eat as okra. And then we had another gourd, which is the snake bean. Then we had. Uh, oh, yeah. Chinese red noodle bean. Oh, yeah. Which... Those are doing really good works well because you can take and you bait you can see the noodle the beans on the bush because they're red in contrast to 
the green plant. So it's not like green beans, because it, it's, if you've never grown green beans before, sometimes you walk by the bush and you don't realize it's covered in green beans because it's all green. And unless you're looking for green beans, yeah, you accidentally miss them and then they turn hard and so you don't have a good soft bean to eat. But these, they're like extra long. They get like to be about a foot long and they're red. So. But supposedly they turn green when you cook them. No, well, that was I was wrong on that. They Were you? they stay relatively red. That's still fun though. Which isn't bad. This Have still a red tastes bean. good. That should be fun with the kids. I hope. I hope. I didn't ever check to see about fructose in any of that. Mm, uh, <laughs> I guess we'll find out. I'll have we'll have to make sure we're being pretty carnivore when we start trying these vegetables and trying them one at a time with Casper. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, Casper has what's called fructose intolerance, and that just means his body doesn't know how to f- process fructose very well. It even goes so far as the fructans in wheat. So it, we're still learning what that means for the poor kid. He, um, he has bad, bad poops. Sorry to talk about that, but that's how it is. Uh, so yeah. Is there anything else with our garden that we were talking about? Mm. No. I'm still waiting on a chip drop. Put in for a chip drop and haven't heard anything for three months. I've heard on one of the Facebook pages for South Alabama Homesteading Women, they were talking about how one of the ladies was talking about how she's been on chip drop forever and never gotten anything. I think she said like three years. So apparently that's kind of common around here not to get anything. But if we get a chip drop, I'm going to get some King Stratiforia mushrooms spawn and mix that in with it. That way we can feed the earthworms with that. Because they'll eat the mycelium out of the mulch. And um, if we get any fruiting bodies, we can eat those. And they're, they have uh, their wine cap. That's what the other thing they're called is wine cap mushrooms, but you can take and eat the stalks like asparagus. It has a similar taste and texture. Oh. And then you can eat the, the caps separate. Oh, that's interesting. I can make my leftover soup with those. Yeah. Instead of baby Bella's. So yeah, in the kitchen, it's been about typical soups. Um, we've had family members give us some of their meat before they get their cow. We're waiting on our cow that we ordered from a local farmer. Um, super excited to get another cow in. Like, I miss steak so bad. (laughs) The kids miss it too. Um, we've just been kind of buying whatever meat's on sale at the grocery store and cooking it or... Like I said, family members have been kind of giving us some of their leftover ground beef from their cows. Or canning it. Or canning it, yes. we. I had done all that canning for the chicken that I had found on sale at Aldi half off. And it was, like, all, like, organic. I don't know if it's organic chicken. It was... But it was... It was a decent... It was a decent chicken. Yeah. It, it was a pasture-raised chicken. Tyson chicken. And that's come in handy, having it all canned. It has. I've used it a couple times. I've used the bone-in chicken. I used it on soup the other day. And before that, I used some chicken breast to do... I guess it was soup. Was it soup? No. No, no, no. I made my little chicky... My cheesy chicken noodle thing. Out of bone-in thighs and legs. I did that with the breast. 
Oh. I think. No, you told me you did it with a bone. Because oh. I found a bone in it, remember? That's right, that's right. Okay, I got confused. Yeah, I don't think I will do it with the bone in as often from now on because it, it does slow me down. Like, if I'm using the canned chicken, I want it to be really fast. That's usually why I'm using it because I didn't pre-plan the meal and I need something quick and easy. So the breast would be easiest that I can just dump into a soup or dump into some noodles like I was talking about. If anybody wants to know, my chicken cheesy noodle chicken dish is just our gluten-free pasta that we get from Aldi that also is organic. It's the cheapest organic gluten-free pasta that I can find. It's like $2.50 to $3.50 a bag, which isn't too bad. And then I've been getting bulk white cheddar cheese from Azure Standard and it's the best tasting cheese and it melts so creamy. It's almost like cream cheese, but it's got that cheddar cheese flavor. It's the best of both worlds. I love it. So I do that. And if I have some other cheeses, I'll throw it in there too. Like, um, I have a bunch of Parmesan right now that I had gifted to us for Christmas. And so I'll put some of that in there and maybe like Mexican blend if I have it, but I don't go out of my way to find it. And I might use some butter in there too, just to put a little extra fat and I just mix it all up and that's lunch. And it's really, really easy. The kids like it and it only becomes creamier as you heat it up and eat it again. So that's my easy, one of my easy meals that I do. But using that canned chicken has been really helpful recently. Yeah. But yeah, that's about it. Uh, we still have work to do on our subscribe star. We do have it set up, but there's not a whole lot on our page yet. We'll push that more as we get more on there. I mean, if you still want to go subscribe, you're still supporting us. It's just there's not going to be any exclusive content yet until we get it on there. But you feel free to go to um, what is it? www.subscribestar.com forward slash coles dash on dash the dash coast. And uh, that should get you there, and then you can subscribe. It's $5 a month, and that helps us bring this show to you. Let me make sure. Yes. www.subscribestar.com forward slash Coles dash on dash the dash coast. And we'll put the link in the show notes. But. $5 a month isn't a whole lot, but it goes a long way, and you can, I think you can change the amount that you want to give, but like, we have it set to $5 as the base, um, that just, that offsets any costs that we have, especially like with the computers and things like that. Yeah. It gives us a way to save up to get a better, better equipment, and do things on the homestead that otherwise we would have to not do. Yeah. I think, um, it's one of our next goals. I know that we want to, we're going to have to use some type of camera so we can do more YouTube stuff and another microphone. So those kind of things are going to be some of our expenses towards the podcast and work on the logo. Maybe if I can't figure that out on myself by myself. Yeah. <laughs> so I have been working on a logo. I did, but I kind of stopped because the program I used, I realized there were embedded legal rights to with the logo, with the 
the company that I was using. So I need to find somebody to either recreate it for me or to help me come up with another one. But of course, that'll, that'll be an expense as well. There's always expenses with the business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but we appreciate you listening to us. Hope you'll continue to support us by liking, rating, and reviewing us. Um, and if, let me think, if you need small engine repair, if you're local, I run Charlie's Small Engines. I'm a mobile small engine repair shop. I will come to you for your repairs. Eventually, we may build into a whole, you know, pickup and delivery type system. But as of right now, I come to you. If your carburetor needs cleaning, I'll remove it, bring it back to my shop, clean it up, take it back. But all the other work is done on the premises. You don't have to bring it to me. And uh, smaller mowers and things, if I need to bring them back, I'll come pick them up and bring them back. And it's the same cost for the travel fee. There's no like extra pickup and delivery. But yeah, that's... Uh, you can find me on Facebook now at uh, Charlie Small Engines. Mm-hmm. You'll know it's me when you see the, the business card for the profile picture. Yeah, there's not a lot on there. For... Or you can go to ColesOnTheCoast.com and there's a link on the homepage for Charlie Small Engines. And you can click on that and you can send me an email and you can get a quote or schedule an appointment. But the more people I get, the more I can do. We just got to build that customer base. And I'm Jessica. I do private violin and private violin and piano lessons. I can do viola, cello as well. If you want information, you can message us on the webpage and I'll get back with you. I teach here at my home in Foley and a few select, very few lessons left in Fairhope, although I did have a couple open up recently. So, over here on the Eastern Shore, we've got your music and your small engines covered. Just let us know. Alright, with that, y'all have a great week.